you know, I was a small fish in a, in a very big pond. Uh, and switching to Rails, I didn't do it because of this. I did it because I really liked Rails at the time and still do. But it was an opportunity to be a medium-sized fish in a small pond. Episode 104, May 2015. This is part one of my Q&A with Chet Patel, author, developer, and CEO at ThoughtBot. So what do you do for work? So I'm the CEO and a developer as well. So most of my time, you know, actually over the last month, my job has transitioned a little bit intentionally. And this has been something I've been talking about a little bit lately, that the reason why I've been able to do this for 12 years is because we have the kind of company where you can make your own job and change it and always try to be better and change. So up until about a month ago, I was working about half my time working on Upcase, which is our uh, our membership uh, community for, of developers. Uh, we have videos and screencasts and a forum and an ex- Git-based exercise system. So I was working that. I was actually covering for Ben for several months as product manager of that while he was on leave. And so that was taking up a lot of my time on the development side. And then I spend about the rest of half of my time doing CEO tasks. I mostly head up the HR hiring benefits, that kind of stuff at ThoughtBot and just lead the team and I'm responsible for overall strategy. What are you famous or infamous for? Well, I think ThoughtBot is what I'm most known for. I have a pretty low profile though, like the way ThoughtBot works, people are allowed to step up and do whatever they want. Uh, so it's not uncommon for someone to walk in the room and not know that I'm the CEO or for us to go to an event and not know exactly who I am or what I do. And I'm okay with that. (laughs) I am a rails developer. I was very on with rails and I've been programming with rails since before it hit 1.0. And because of that, I was very fortunate to get the opportunity to write a couple of books. And so uh, a lot of people know me as well for uh, the most popular book was Rails Anti-Patterns. One of my favorite books, by the way. Thanks. Thank you. And before that, I wrote Proactive Record. And it was one of the first, it was in the first batch of Rails books, books that were written on Rails. And uh, I went to RailsConf, I think it was in 2006 uh, or 2007, and DHH had put the, the book up on a slide along with a couple other books that were being written at the time. That was really exciting. It was a really great time. You know, I'm very fortunate to have been involved at the early days of Rails because I just wouldn't have had the opportunities that I had. Like before Rails, I did Java and PHP and Perl. And the idea that I would have the opportunity to write a book about Java or a Java framework, you know, I was a small fish in a, in a very big pond. Uh, and switching to Rails, I didn't do it because of this. I did it because I really liked Rails at the time and still do. But it was an opportunity to be a medium-sized fish in a small pond. How did you get into writing code? I've always known that I wanted to be a developer. So since I was quite small, I uh, my parents bought me my first computer. It was a TI-94A. Texas Instruments 94A from a garage sale, I think for probably about a hundred dollars. 
and that computer didn't come with any software. Actually, that's not true. I had like one disk that had mortgage, home mortgage calculation software, but otherwise it would, it just had preloaded basic on it. And I had books, it came with some manuals that had basic programs. And so I would just spend hours and hours typing the basic programs into the computer and watching them run. But I couldn't save anything. There was no way to save any any of what I read, wrote. So you'd spend hours um, typing programs in, changing them, getting them to work a certain way. When you turned off the computer, you would lose everything that you had done. I was actually, I think it gives me a unique or gave me a unique perspective because this was not, uh, that, that computer came out in 19, in the early 80s. It was an old computer by the time I was using it. So I got this experience using old technology because I, my family was not able to afford new technology. So this whole, I, I was sort of a decade behind and it was, it was really neat actually to have gone through that. Um, but I always knew that I wanted to be a developer. I got a ColecoVision after that also from a garage sale, uh, which allowed me to save things. It saved to uh, audio cassettes and also had basic on it. And then got my first IBM PC, which was a PS2 when I was 16. My grandfather got it for me. So I went to uh, school for computer science and also theater. And it's a very interesting combination. Yeah. You know, I've, I've always I had been doing theater, improv, sketch comedy for years and years. And so when I got to school, there was no improv group and there was no sketch comedy group. And I eventually started both of those things. Sketch comedy group, the improv group I started alone. Sketch comedy group I started with a bunch of people that I was doing improv with. And also I did a lot of other theater at WPI, which is where I went. And so I was doing all of this work anyway in the theater. And it was relatively straightforward to add a couple of classes and take advantage of the work I was doing anyway in the theater and with improv and sketch and turn it into a, a major. So it was a really good, diverse experience in school, but I applied to WPI early decision, only one school for computer science. So there was never really any doubt what I was going to be doing in my mind. How do you learn stuff? The, the quick answer is I learn by doing. I'm a, a big believer in learning by doing. It's important to have the time to learn by doing. And so at ThoughtBot, we only work on client work four days a week, uh, Monday through Thursday. And Friday is what we call investment day. And so investment day is time set aside for improving yourself. So that means learning something new, improving the community or improving the company. So I, because a lot of what I do during the week is improving the company and the community, a lot of my Friday time is spent learning something. And I try to learn by doing. So for example, I want to, there's a lot of people, a lot of interest in Haskell at ThoughtBot. And so there was a group of people who were to the point where that we were ready to build something in Haskell. And I jumped onto that project and you know, used it as an opportunity to get my feet wet with Haskell, learn it by doing. And that we built that, that's the commenting system for our blog. It's like medium style comments. It's an external service written in Haskell, communicates via JavaScript to put sidebar comments on our blog. What's your setup for writing code these days? So I use a 13 inch MacBook Pro with Retina display. It's a little less powerful than the 15 inch MacBook Pro but I carry it back and forth every day. And so I wanted something a little bit smaller. For a while I was using a MacBook Air, but um, 
that was quite a bit underpowered. So it's really nice. And then I keep a pretty stock setup. Um, I do use MacVim. And I think the one thing that I customize that's not part of the system is um, I use iTerm, but in heads up display mode. So I can hit command escape and a terminal drops down from the top of my screen. Um, that's the primary terminal that I use and just command escape, command escape to show it and dismiss it. And then I use Z shell. Yeah. Do you get up early, normal, super late? What works best for you? I get up at 5.15 every day and exercise. I run most days, although this winter has been tough. So I'm in Boston we've had over six feet of snow this uh, season. So <laughs> it's been very difficult to run because I run in the mornings when it's dark. It's not safe to run. I can't run on the sidewalks because there are no sidewalks. I can't run in the street because that's not safe. So I've been having to run inside. So I ran my first marathon last October and I was really hoping to run another one this spring. And it, not, it looks like I'm not going to. So anyway, to get back to your question, I get up at 5.15 so that I can run in the morning. I run on the elliptical in the morning now because I can't get outside. And then I have, you know, I have breakfast with my family. Uh, my wife goes to leaves for her work and I finish getting the kids ready for school. I have a six-year-old boy and a four-year-old girl. And then I walk them to school and then drop them off and jump, jump on the train into downtown Boston and um, spend the rest of the day working. And I leave right at five. How long is your run in the morning? Like an hour? On most days when I'm not training for a marathon, it'll be a half hour. But when I'm on a training program, it'll be, you know, it can be up to an hour or it could be an hour and a half. And are you concerned about your joints? <laughs> so far, it's been fine. Uh, it's, it's, it's definitely a lot of work, but so far it's been fine. Do you have other daily routines maybe? I try when I, so when I come in in the morning, I usually do, so on the train, definitely on the train, I do email and communication, particularly with this team in Stockholm, because they've already been at work for <laughs> a while at that point. So I try to catch up with them in the morning. And then when I get in the office, do email, we have stand up at 10 AM and our stand up is very quick. It's just uh, sharing something you learned or any announcements you have with the team. And then we break into project teams and do sort of a traditional, what did you learn? Uh, what did you do yesterday? What are you doing today? Anything that's blocking you, stand up. Pretty much from that, I have I try to maintain blocks of time throughout the day where I can work on projects that I'm working on. So it's usually a good couple of hours before lunch at that point, and then a good couple of hours after lunch. And like I said, I have a, a uh, I leave at five every day, and so that I can go home and have dinner with my family. I have an alarm that goes off on my phone to make sure that I go home at that time. And then after the kids are in bed, uh, I usually put in another couple of hours just in communication or wrapping up anything that I didn't for the day. Particularly working with the team in Stockholm, like if I'm working, I'm sorry, in San Francisco, if I'm working with the team in San Francisco on something. I'll definitely put in that little extra time in the evening. Mm -hmm.